Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Cardinals are striking. What are the biggest questions heading into week three in the NFL? Plus, what's the Texans' plan at QB now? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The St. Louis Cardinals can't stop winning, even if I would desperately like them to. They have not won 10 straight. They beat... The division-leading Brewers, 2-1 to one last night. Joining me now from Locked on Cardinals is Lucas Smith. And Lucas, this is a, a Cardinals team that at times this season has looked a, a little bit sluggish. And yet, here you are trying to make this push at the end of the season. What has keyed this run for the Cards? I've talked about it a lot on Locked on Cardinals last couple of days. It's been the offense and, you know, the game on Tuesday night, the Cardinals had very little offense. So, you know, it proves my point. But nevertheless, on this winning streak, it's been the key that the Cardinals have not only scored in an inning or two. They've been able to score in three, four, five multiple innings, pad the lead or get insurance runs, whatever the situation may be. Tyler O'Neill is having a career year. It's somebody the Cardinals have put a lot, lot of faith in over in left field. Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado have had their moments this season of just dominating and in this 10-game winning streak, my, in my opinion, it's been the offense, but it's also been the old guys. John Lester, Adam Winnett, J.A. Happ have all pitched phenomenally, but if I had to pick one, it'd be the, the, the consistent offense, not just in the first two innings, but throughout the entirety of the game. You mentioned, okay, it's the, the pitching, it's the offense. Usually when baseball teams are winning, it's because they're playing complementary baseball. Um, and, and so in order for them to keep this up, if you had to pick a thing that's going to make sure that you know, they're not going to win out the rest of the season, but if if they can keep up uh, a winning pace, what is it that's going to keep going the best for this Cards team? It's going to be the bullpen. The, the Cardinals had in the first half the big three, Alex Reyes, Giovanni Gallegos, and Genesis Cabrera. Those three were, were studs in the first half of the season, even when the Cardinals had their really bad June, um, and they were overused, and we're, we've started to see kind of them being taxed. But in this winning streak, those three, along with the rest of the bullpen, have stepped up. I have confidence maybe that the the offense might not continue to be scoring eight, nine runs a game, but I have confidence they can still be comp- comparable with, with the Goldschmidt, Arnado, O'Neill, et cetera, et cetera. Starting pitching is going to be what it's going to be, but the bullpen is going to make or break this team, in my opinion, because you've got Luis Garcia and TJ McFarlane, two, all due respect to them, no-name guys that have really stepped up. So to me, if, if those two guys can complement what were formerly known as the big three, who have pitched a lot better recently. The bullpen is going to be what sets this team, not maybe not necessarily apart, but what's going to help them down the stretch. And because it, you know, it's not over. Obviously, the Cardinals have climbed back from the dead. There's nothing to say that the Phillies might not climb back from the dead or or the the Padres, even the Reds. So it, it's going to be the bullpen that's going to help continue uh, this team having success. For a pair of no-name guys, you sure knew their names <laughs> awfully quickly, Lucas. I appreciate it. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, what are the biggest questions heading into week three in the NFL? Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Our Locked On Sixers host, Keith Pompey, originally broke the news a few weeks ago that Ben Simmons had no plans of playing for the 76ers this season. And it looks like Simmons is sticking to that plan. 
as he will not be attending Philadelphia's training camp. And he told management that he wants a trade out of Philly. He says he has no plans to wear an NBA uniform again until he's moved to a new team. Sixers president of basketball operations Daryl Morey and coach Doc Rivers have told Simmons they want him in training camp and on the floor to partner with All-NBA center Joel Embiid, something that Simmons has told them he no longer wants to do. Denver Broncos outside linebacker Bradley Chubb, who left Sunday's 23-13 victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars with a left ankle injury just before halftime, will have arthroscopic surgery Wednesday to remove a bone spur. The fourth-year veteran will likely be moved to injured reserve with a recovery time expected to be about seven to eight weeks, and that's if things go well. The Browns are placing Pro Bowl wide receiver Jarvis Landry on injured reserve with an MCL strain in his left knee, meaning he will miss a minimum of three games. Landry suffered the injury on the opening drive Sunday against the Texans. After catching a nine-yard pass on Cleveland's first play, he left the field and did not return to the game, which the Browns won 31-21. Landry has missed only one game since his career started in 2014. He was held out last season against the New York Jets after being deemed a close contact to someone who tested positive for COVID-19. Unfortunately, we have already reached the part of the season where we have to spend an enormous amount of time talking about injuries in the NFL. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for next on betonline.ag. Week two is wrapped up, and we've got your first look at week three lines from betonline.ag. The Carolina Panthers will take their 2-0 record to the Houston Texans with Davis Mills on Thursday night. The betonline.ag line for this game is Carolina giving seven. The New York Giants haven't won a game, but in week three, they are three-point favorites at home against the Atlanta Falcons. I like Atlanta. The Los Angeles Rams and Tampa Bay Buccaneers will put their perfect seasons on the line next week. The Rams are one and a half point favorites at home to the Bucs, according to betonline.ag. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. There are some big questions NFL teams need to answer heading into week three, like the Minnesota Vikings. They lost their first two games by a total of four points, and their biggest challenge lies ahead. What's up, everybody? Luke Braun here from Locked On Vikings. Biggest question surrounding the Minnesota Vikings right now is probably if they can avoid an 0-4 start. You have two of last year's playoff teams coming to U.S. Bank Stadium. The Vikings go 0-2. They lose the first game by three points in overtime. They lose the second game by one point as the buzzer hits, as, as the clock hits triple zeros with a missed field goal. They've been very, very close in both of these games, and now they have to play the teams that actually made the playoffs. So the question has to be, can the Vikings avoid an 0-4 start? And if they can't, the next biggest question is, at what point do we have the head coach firing conversation? My guess is probably around the bye. The bye is week seven. And if the Vikings have a particular, particularly poor record going in, we start to have real, real long talks about the future and direction of the Minnesota Vikings franchise. Everyone wanted to jump on Jameis Winston last week as the Saints We're down over 15 players and coaches due to COVID-19 protocols. So what is the biggest question for them in week three? 
What's going on, everybody? Ross Jackson here, host of the Locked on Saints podcast, here to talk about the biggest question ahead for the New Orleans Saints heading into week three. And for me, it's simple. Can you maintain confidence after a demoralizing loss against the Carolina Panthers in week two when you were up against impossible circumstances? Down nine players from what you expected to have at the beginning of the season, seven or eight members of the coaching staff missing throughout practice, six members of your coaching staff not available to be on the sideline for you. And of course, your team has been on the road since the end of August because of the impact of Hurricane Ida forcing them to be displaced. Can you build on the momentum that you picked up in week one, despite the momentum that you otherwise could lose after the big loss in week two? If there's any team and any leader of a team that could help make it happen, it's certainly head coach Sean Payton, but also the biggest question here heading into week three for the New Orleans Saints. What about your team? That's right, I'm talking about your fantasy football team. What are some waiver wire pickups you need to look at this week? Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football with your fantasy waiver wire report for week three. The Raiders' Derek Carr has come out firing, making better use of his weapons early in Las Vegas. He just lit up a tough Steelers defense following his great performance in week one against the Ravens, and the team isn't doing much in the running game without Josh Jacobs. He's a top QB pickup in every league. At running back Washington's J.D. McKissick and Buffalo's Zach Moss stepped into more active complementary roles in Week 2 and need to be rostered in deep leagues. Dalvin Cook managers should make sure they have backup Alexander Madison just in case the ankle issues persist. If you're looking for a unique hybrid or the multiple position eligibility in most leagues, the Falcons' Cordell Patterson should remain an integral part of their offense. Last but not least, Cardinals rookie wide receiver Rondell Moore is a playmaking dynamo made for the flex spot as you'll keep getting chances in an explosive offense. Coming up, what's the Texans' plan at QB now? Our Q of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And this week, there is a limited time flavor cookie dough chunk. Got a message about it today, in fact. Hey, what do you think of the cookie dough chunk? I have to be honest, I haven't tried the cookie dough chunk, but what I told this person was every limited time flavor that Built Bar has had, I have devoured. In fact, some of my favorite brands, my favorite flavors have been those limited time flavors. The, the grasshopper cookie, the coconut brownie, they have all delivered in ways that I never imagined they could. They not only taste great, but they are good for you. High in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar. So go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. The Houston Texans looked like they had a chance to shock the world. Tyrod Taylor was playing lights out, and then he gets hurt in week two. Now he is headed to IR along with promising rookie Nico Collins. Joining me now from Locked on Texans is Cody Davis. And Cody, I, this is you're shaking your head, and, and I'm with you because <laughs> this, this was a moment for Tyrod Taylor who had never really had the opportunity to be the no-doubt starter, and he goes out and plays the way that he did it looked like it was all set up for him and a chance for Houston to just be that surprise team. So now what for Houston? And they got to play Thursday. Yeah, you know, we played Thursday, and it seems like, you know, the sense around the team is to just get through Thursday. If 
he never gets hurt, the Texans will be entering week three with a 2-0 record. And that probably would have been the biggest surprise over the last, what, five years that the Houston Texans, given all of the talent that they lost, everybody's saying that they was going to go 0-17 or 1-16. You know, they will be sitting at a, a, a 2-0 record. And then, you know, with the possibility to go up three games to nothing, taking on the Carolina Panthers. But, you know, it just seems like now the main focus is for the team aspect of things, just trying to make Davis Mills as comfortable as possible. For those of you you guys who don't know, Davis Mills is the rookie quarterback that the Texans um, drafted in the third round over this past draft. He's an unproven guy. I mean, this is a guy who only played, what, 14, 15 games in college. And, you know, if you go back and take a look at that Cleveland game, he did show some promise, but at the end of the day, he's a project quarterback who is not ready to be a starter quarterback in the NFL, man. It's it's tough, man. David Culley, when he was brought in, there were some other guys who it was just like, okay, you know, they they like Brian Dayball, these, these much sexier names. And they brought in Nick Casario, who is a highly recommended, highly respected front office person from the New England Patriots. Who do you think of that brain trust? Or if you want to throw in Jack Easterby, I'm sure you can if you'd like to. I don't expect you to, but maybe you will. Who do you think deserves the most credit for what what looked like a highly promising start for a team that, I mean, no one thought, except maybe, maybe you and John, thought could compete this season? Yeah, um, it's a mixture of both. You know, first and foremost, you have to give credit to Nick Casario for bringing in guys. You know, it's not like he brought in guys who doesn't have talent. You know, he brought players in like Tyrod Taylor, who, one, has something to prove, and two, he put them on these one-year, two-year contracts getting those players that are veterans who are talented and still have something to prove. And then I think the biggest culture change when you look at the Houston Texans might be David Culley because me and John talk about this a lot on Locked On Texans that this is a guy who is, A, allowing his assistant coaches to coach and actually listening to what the coordinators had to say. And Mm. I wanted to bring that up because back when we had Bill O'Brien, it always seems like O'Brien was the guy that said, you know, either we're going to do it my way or the highway. No, not David Culley. David Culley is like, look, I'm the head coach, but I need to lean on Tim Kelly. I need to lean on Pep Hamilton. I need to lean on Lovey Smith. And that is why through the six quarters, it seems like the Houston Texans were going to be the biggest surprise for this 2021 season. And finally, Packers running back Aaron Jones lost a necklace containing his father's ashes while scoring one of his four touchdowns at Lambeau Field on Monday night. Jones believed the football-shaped urn necklace fell off during his second quarter touchdown catch. Good news came on Tuesday as Jones said a team trainer scoured the field early the next morning and was able to successfully locate the necklace. The running back said he wore the necklace Monday night as a tribute to his late father, Alvin Jones Sr., who died at age 56 from COVID-19 complications. Jones said his father always attended his games and he would make it a point to locate him in the stands for support. This was Jones' first game at Lambeau Field without his father. And he said after the game, if he were going to lose the necklace anywhere, his dad would want it to be in the end zone. Luckily, not only did he get in the end zone four times, but 
the necklace was recovered thanks to Packers trainer Brian Engel, affectionately known as Flea, who was out there into the wee hours of the morning trying and succeeding ultimately to find the necklace. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked On Bets and download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Coming up Thursday, what 2-0 team will get their first loss this weekend? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.